Ontario announcing more people will be eligible for booster shots come Saturday, this Saturday, November the 6th. She's the best. We're fortunate to have her with us each and every uh, Wednesday, but particularly on this Wednesday, here's vaccine researcher Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, who joins us now for more on this breaking news here on Global News Radio. Dr. Gorfinkel, good afternoon. The best is an awfully high level to, <laughs> to, try, to, to try to be, but I, I will do my best. Let's put it that okay. way. <laughs> well, let's start with this. Uh, what did you just make of this announcement, opening up third doses to more people in the province? And how does this square with NACI's uh, announcement of late last week? Makes a lot of sense. So let's turn the clock back to Friday. What did NACI say? NACI said basically add everybody who's 80 years and over. That's what NACI said. And depending on the location, it could be 70 years and over, depending on the location. So what's the key number to remember? It's six months after the vaccine. It's not five, it's not five and a half, it's six months. So after the second dose that is. And why do they say that? You look at Israel data and that shows, especially for older people, immunity tends to fall off with time. So how much does it fall off? Well, if you take a look at Israeli data, it goes from about 91% two weeks after the second dose of Pfizer to about 37%. This is for symptomatic disease. But we haven't seen those kind of numbers go up in Canada. In fact, we know that two doses remains very effective against severe disease and against hospitalization. But that said, What Ontario has now said is that everybody who's 70 and over and who's six months after the second dose gets a vaccine as of November 6th. So that's just a few days from now. Yeah, and what do we know about the efficacy of vaccines? You and I have talked about this from time to time, and what is this telling us six months from your second dose? Do we now know how much immunity uh, we have six months later? And is the answer clearly not enough? Well, what happens, we know from Israeli data that it drops to just around 40%, 39% efficacy six months out. So you get that booster shot and boom, you're up to 95% efficacy against symptomatic disease. So what's what's the big deal? Like, why is that so concerning? Because breakthrough infections mean transmission to other people. And that's a huge problem. So people are more likely to have asymptomatic disease after getting vaccinated. And if their immunity is waning, you know, the the risk of asymptomatic disease is actually higher. So that's a whole thing. Like, how are we going to protect people from spreading the disease, especially Delta, because it's so much more contagious? So that's, that's a very big thing. And healthcare workers are also on that list, by the way. This is front-facing healthcare workers who are vaccinated three to four weeks apart, and it has to be at least six months ago. That number six is an important number to remember. All right. Also on that list are those who have had two doses of AstraZeneca, AZ. Uh, why are they an at-risk group and why are they qualifying? Well, people who received AstraZeneca have about 10% less vaccine efficacy. It's just not as effective. And then you throw into it that whole problem with waning immunity. The immunity becomes less over time. So probably in the end of the hour, whether you've received Pfizer, Moderna, or AstraZeneca, over time, it's going to be a three-dose series, not a two-dose series. So we talk about two doses. 
The third dose is necessary for anybody who's immunosuppressed in a serious way. We're talking about, you know, blood cancers, active malignancies now, organ transplant patients, patients with bad AIDS. Like those are all patients who should have that third dose because that's what gives the second dose. But when we talk about the booster shot, which is essentially a third dose anyway, we're talking about people who had immunity to begin with. And then over time, it just dropped off a little bit. So that's why it's so important to get that group vaccinated again. Ontario is now promised, and this is pretty big news, that in the coming months, whatever that means, I guess that's to be determined, everybody over 12 will be able to get that booster shot. Yeah, just back to AstraZeneca for a quick second. Getting an mRNA vaccine for those that had two doses of AstraZeneca, does that also take care of any sort of travel concerns? Because I know that's been out there as travel's uh, opening up, and we know that AstraZeneca was not recognized in the U.S. Uh, It was not uh, a vaccine that they administered, and there was some concern about maybe being able to travel to the States. Does that kind of take that concern off the table? It starts to address it, but I don't know that it necessarily completely negates it. So the United States recognizes any two doses of the messenger RNA vaccine. When it comes to AstraZeneca, up until recently, they would not accept it at all. I I believe that is changing, although I'm not 100% certain about it. All right. Also, uh, this was just asked at the uh, press conference and want to get your take about uh, when we will need three doses to be considered fully vaccinated. Right now, of course, it's uh, currently two. You've got to have your vaccine uh, certificate to to get into uh, restaurants, uh, other places. Uh, Do you think that we're going to get a date uh, somewhere down the line, down the road here, Dr. Gorfinkel, that we're going to need to show proof of three doses and that booster shot to be considered fully vaccinated? It's interesting that when Dr. Kieran was asked that very question, he stuck to his guns and said Ontario is a two-dose town. It's a two-dose province. We're not changing as far as the eye can see. But will that become eventually the standard? It very well may. But hopefully by the time it does, vaccine passports will become passe. I can only hope that our numbers will stay as low as they are. I think, you know, it's pretty impressive that so many Ontarians, uh, it's, it's at this point, it's just over three quarters of all Ontarians, not just the eligible ones, all Ontarians have been vaccinated. But how many do we need to really achieve herd immunity? An estimated 90%. That's going to be impossible to do without the kids. That's going to be impossible to do without hopefully getting some more of these vaccine hesitant people and healthcare workers are included in that. Let's hold hands. We got to all get vaccinated because that is our ticket out of the pandemic. Sure. And are you somewhat at least heartened, I guess, by the numbers that Dr. Moore quoted off the top of today's press conference? 88.3% have got a single dose in the province. 84.7% have got two doses. As you mentioned, the goal is 90%. I mean, we're getting there. We're pretty close. Right. But just to, just to clarify that a bit, We're talking about 88% of eligible people, 12 and over. When you look at all of the population, that number falls to just over three quarters at 77%. And when we talk about herd immunity, we're talking about the entire population. So where we are now, we're at about 77%, where we need to be at 90%. So we still have a little bit of a ways to go. But am I heartened by those numbers? Those numbers are some of the best numbers in the world. Healthcare workers, I mean, Canada, 
rocks. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got to take a quick break, but uh, plenty more to discuss here with vaccine researcher, Dr. Iris Gorefinkel. We'll be back after this here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. 